0: Thank you for joining us on a Morley podcast with Tony May. A Morley podcast is purpose built for America through our military veterans and military supporters. We show the values and qualities that built this country, such as hard work, perseverance, humility, and learning from our past are not dead. A Morley podcast builds community so individuals can build their communities. Joining me next on a Morley podcast with Tony Maine is Brennan Beck. Brennan is the Director of Military and Veteran Engagement at Clemson University. And before we get started, we want to say thank you to the Texas Silver Rush, Three Rangers Brewing Company, and Veteran Investment Planning for making this podcast even possible. So without any further ado, let's go ahead and bring Brennan on. Both of us are coming to you from Clemson, South Carolina, just in different different uh, rooms right now. Brennan, thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me, Tony, it's an honor. All right, so Director of Military and Veteran Engagement. Sounds all inclusive, <laughs> how does it work? Yeah, so uh, that, that's a big question,
1: right? So um, 2016, Clemson decided to create an Assistant Director position for Military and Veteran Engagement, first of its kind, to really build the program to first understand who our veterans were, identify who they were, and then start providing some uh, intentional and strategic and relevant resources for them. We had a small center on our campus, our veteran center, which was essentially a small office, you know, off the beaten path, uh, very little usage from our veterans. We had about 200 recorded visits a semester. So I had that to build off of. and you know, hitting the ground running, building a program. I knew day one, I needed to start understanding who our veterans were, understanding what their needs are and start addressing those needs. Um, In about a year's time, we saw that small space that was almost always empty. We went from 200 visits a semester to over 2000 visits a semester. So, um, you know, it was a a, a initial uh, challenges but we had some really uh, key success in that first year and we continue
0: to grow from there that is absolutely i mean if you're running you're running a business right i like to look at everything as a business but if you're running a business all right you would be not the director you'd be the president of something right so i guess director is as high as you can go what was it though that spurned clemson to want to even have this position like how how was that decision made what was that process that the university decided to have the position? You know, that's a fantastic question, and um,
1: I I hope your listeners appreciate this. It took veterans, student veterans, to make my position possible. The only reason I'm here is because of our student veterans. We had an SVA chapter, a chapter of the Student Veterans of America um, at Clemson, and those were the ones that were mostly using that space for their meetings, for advocacy, and they um, they were raising dollars for scholarships they were working with administrators to try and figure out who our veterans were on the applications, and you know, so they could build more support within their organizations, more peer support. And I'll, I'll be honest, the university wasn't always, especially certain offices weren't always so keen on just opening those doors and making those changes. So they knew they needed an advocate within the ranks of staff and Clemson employees. So they advocated really, really hard to create that first staff position. So 2016, I came on as an assistant director and now we fast forward five years, I'm now a full director with the military and veteran engagement and that just shows how far we've been able to advance the program. But it all goes back to student advocacy
0: right from our students, uh, veterans themselves. Could, before we talk a little bit about yourself and you served in the army as infantry team leader, tell me the word engagement. I find that to be very, very interesting. Um And I just want to hear from from your perspective at Clemson what that term engagement means for military and the veterans, because you know you have two populations and then and my you know a verb after yep. so uh, tell me tell me what that verb means yeah,
1: so it, it really all starts with engagement, and within military and veteran engagement, we have four key strategies uh to fulfill our mission of building a veteran inclusive campus. It's Engage, Enrich, Empower, and Educate. And it all starts with engagement. We lead within it, we lead with it. Um, That's the pivotal key uh, initial strategy. And it's right there in our title. And Engage, we look at that as meeting veterans where they are. So meeting where they are and bringing them in to resources, to support, to advising, anything that we're gonna meet them from where they are as transitioning veterans or active duty military service members and bring them into relevant resources. Then we want to enrich them. So we wanna lift them up. We wanna honor their military experiences. We wanna honor those traditions that they hold dear. We wanna honor their their, um, academic successes as well. And then we wanna empower them. We realize they have goals and aspirations beyond Clemson. So we push them forward. We wanna empower them for their next job, for their next career, for their next student leadership organization opportunity. Whatever their goals are, we wanna empower and push them forward to those. And then of course, finally, educate. We realize we're a small office on a large campus. We have to buy, get build buy-in from other staff, faculty, and students to truly build that veteran inclusive campus. So that's educate. That's an all around, all inclusive, holistic approach to educating and informing veterans and our civilian counterparts on how to support veterans at the campus.
0: No, and I love it. And then ending with education because it never ends and you right. always have to go back to the 101. They sometimes in any organization, once you start at the four or 500 level, because we got this, quote, unquote, you don't. Oh, and, yeah, <laughs> and, and you lose that, that next generation. So how did you, after your transition from the Army, end up at Clemson and into this position? What's your story? Yeah, so I uh, served in the Army right after high school. I uh, joined the 1st Infantry Division,
1: out of Schweinfurt, Germany, completed You're two right. tours in Iraq with that unit. Um, my first deployment was to Baghdad during the surge. It was a really combat heavy, difficult deployment. Lost 14 of my friends, um, including my best friend who is Medal of Honor recipient, Ross McGinnis. Um, hand grenade was thrown in his vehicle. He took, he made a decision to cover that and um, absorb the blast save four people's lives inside the vehicle. So a hero to me and everyone in our unit, um, but somebody who his picture's on my wall behind me Somebody I think of and, and really continue to fight for every single day in the work that I do. So needs to say, you know, had a, a very, um, you know, a, a very impactful military experience for four and a half years. And as I was getting ready to either reenlist or get out, I decided to you know establish more. I was establishing goals and I realized a lot of my goals really aligned more with me getting out of the military. So I decided to make that transition and enrolled in college in Northern California where I'm from. And the school that i had did not have any designated resources didn't have an sva chapter didn't have um, you know a full-time director so it was really hard for me as a veteran at this university that as my first generation college student just like 65 percent of veterans nationwide so this is a whole new world for me and i didn't really feel like i had the support as a veteran to navigate it that was really difficult now Infantrymen, you know, Army, all of our veterans are like this. We're going to figure it out, right? We're not just going to quit. We're going to have resiliency. We're going to problem solve. But it could have certainly been a lot easier and been a lot less stressful. Um, So fast forward, I graduated in four years, summa cum laude, uh, with my my degree, which is uh, by the grace of God. (laughs) And I really attribute more to the discipline that the Army instilled in me more than any kind of, you know, uh, intelligence that I just naturally have. Um, So go Army on that. But as I was getting ready to graduate and transition, my wife and I decided, we prayed on it, we decided to move to South Carolina. We just felt called to come to this area. We didn't have jobs, we didn't have a house, anything. We just had, you know, a calling. So we moved out here and shortly thereafter, Clemson uh, was looking for a position. I I applied for it and I started working at Clemson. And at first it started as a volunteer role. I was just serving my fellow veterans through a veteran writing group, through advising the SVA, It's it's just a volunteer. Um, which in about two years, um, as I mentioned, Clemson made that decision to create a full-time position and I transitioned to full-time work working with student veterans. Um, So it's really, there's a lot there, but I really love what I'm doing because I feel like this job is a culmination of everything that I've done. It's my passion for the military, it's a passion for service, and it's a passion for education. And I'm in a perfect position where it's not really a job, it's really a calling and a passion to continue my service and supporting our veterans.
0: Oh, as a as a Clemson alumnus, there is something in these hills and that we are so thankful that that you have found it. But the purposeful employment and and nugging through college to get to that point is just and just taking advantage of the opportunities afforded to you um, by your service. You had mentioned the Student Veterans Association. Now, those really started growing. as a result of the global war on terror and and the amount of just as World War II, um, the greatest generation had the GI Bill and thank you very much for that. Our generation, I feel like the Student Veterans Association will be our legacy um, at higher education. Can you talk a little bit um, about what you see nationwide and the opportunities there are, either for veterans, yeah. uh, students, or, or folks who say that they wanna help veterans and how how like the Student Veteran Association provides a framework for that.
1: Yeah, so SVA or Student Veterans of America, um, we have over 1,500 chapters across the country, uh, actually across the world. There's a few international chapters even, uh, but over 1,500 chapters. Uh, most major colleges and universities um, are going to have a chapter in SVA, and if you're looking to start one, your college doesn't have one, reach out to SVA National. There are a ton of resources and support to help build a chapter at your campus. Um, they started around, I believe, 2008, 2009, just as the post-9/11 uh, GI Bill was enacted. So all of a sudden, you see uh, with the post-9/11, a huge resurgence of, of veterans going into higher education using those educational benefits. Um, As you know, we've had the GI Bill, some iteration of it since World War II, but it's gone through many iterations over the years. and The post-9-11 GI Bill has been arguably one of the best versions to date. Um, So SVA National started, and it's really grown into an international organization. Um, We've had Jared Lyon, who is the CEO of SVA, come to campus at Clemson a couple of years ago. He spoke to campus. I mean, that guy can draw a crowd. He's a remarkable speaker and a remarkable leader, and he's taken SVA to great, great lengths and successes. That um, there are chapters all over the place. SVA National is really there as the, I guess the HQ, the national HQ organization that the SVA's can lean into and guidance. They have a, a, um, an annual uh, conference, the NatCon National Conference that they, they do um, in January. Usually we are always sending multiple veterans. We send dozens of veterans to that, no matter if it's L- LA or in Florida. Um, Because it's important for them to network, to build those skills, that knowledge base, and just tap into the the amazing resources at SVA National. But a lot of veterans don't realize this. SVA National is also there to support alumni. They can support if you're looking to start a business, if you're looking to start a nonprofit, if you're looking to start a chapter organization. There are so many tools and resources at SVA National that a lot of veterans just aren't tapping into. NatCon's a great one, it's very visible, it's very well published and a lot of uh, publicized and a lot of veterans will go to that and they'll learn about a lot of these things. But if we, if we get real, you know, we have 400 veterans at Clemson University. About 40 of them are enrolled or active members of our Clemson Student Veterans Association chapter here on campus, right? And, and of those 40, maybe a dozen or a little bit more than that are actually going to NatCon. So that's one of the things I'm always telling our veterans that go to NatCon, I say, you are really a select group they're getting all of this awareness, all this access to these resources. You know, you're responsible to bring that back to the larger veteran population at Clemson and not just the other, you know, dozen or two dozen veterans in the SVA, but all 400 veterans that may not have the opportunity to get in SVA, they may not have the time, uh, maybe their schedule or other things that they've got going on in their lives, you know, don't allow them to become an active member, but we still wanna support them just like we would support other members in our organization. So. Um, that's been one of my tra- my charges to our SVA chapter is, you know, go there because there's a lot of great resources and a lot of great experiences to have for yourself. But Really go there as a servant leader and see how you can take that experience and share it with others when you come back. And uh, I think that that's one of the one of the reasons we've seen our SVA chapter really grow from, you know, ad- their mission was advocating for for me, for a full time staff. And, you know, five years later, they've grown into I'm really proud of them to say this. SVA National recognized Clemson SVA chapter as the uh the chapter of the year in the nation. So um it's really all about that that service, that continued service and supporting their peers and other veterans at the campus and the community.
0: So we I appreciate that overview and what I wanted to dive into then is something that came up with a previous guest um Cartier Summers. So he's up in Columbia University uh as he is up there He's also taken taken the time to go ahead and start his own business while interning for a major financial corporation. So tell tell me if you could. When you see veterans thrive, what what is the at least at Clemson in your experience? What does that profile look like?
1: You know, that's a good question, and I, and I'd like to say. It's this, but I think the reality is our veteran population—it's so—it's so diverse, right? Um, the military is so diverse, our veterans are so diverse. Um, I and I don't have access to every veteran that comes to Clemson. I would love to, you know. One of the goals that I've told my team um, here at Clemson is, you know, our goal really isn't to make sure that every veteran comes involved in the SVA or comes to our vet center, because the real the reality is that nationally, eighty percent of veterans across the nation don't. Get involved in SVA chapters or don't get involved in their vet lounges, right? It's just not a need for everybody. But my goal for my team is we want to make sure that we're inclusive and accessible and knowledgeable to our veterans. So if they have a need, they can get plugged in. I can tell you the, my work-study students, the, the students that are active in the SVA, the ones that are frequently in the, in the lounge and helping each other with tutoring and resources, the ones that are really involved, they are successful. They're taking leadership positions. They're getting um, internships, co-op opportunities. They're employed right after they graduate. And I think it's because a lot of them have tied into that community, that teamwork that they've taken from the military. Um, But I know that there are also veterans that don't have the bandwidth to get involved in the SVA or maybe they're online students or graduate students and they don't have the the access to coming to main campus Clemson uh, because they're taking classes in Greenville or online in another state but um, I know that they're being successful. I think if I were to answer your question um, and kind of like pick one thing that uh, you know, really determines success, I think it's those who don't necessarily about face from the military experience, right? We are veterans, we've, we've transitioned out of the military, but um, it's really those that have been able to take what they've gained in the military and adapt it to success post-military. I've definitely talked to veterans and say, I'm not in the military anymore. I don't want to identify with that. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want to associate with it anymore. And I just feel like that's really creating a huge gap of experience and a lack of, you're missing a huge opportunity to pull from all that you've done, no matter what you've done. You know, and I was infantryman, Tony, so I, I hear it all the time, you know, as an infantryman, how did you get into that education? And I say, easy, right? Critical thinking, leadership, management, risk analysis, all these things that we can say. And they go, well, you did all that stuff as an infantry team leader? I said, absolutely, every single day, right? And I think it's just it's because over the years I've been able to critically examine what my military skills were, the soft skills, and figure out how I can apply that for success in my home, in my community, in my workplace. And I see that with so many of our vets. We help them with workshops on how to translate these skills, how to, how to network, how to prepare for job interviews and resume and all those things, because those are really key and important pieces for that transition. And I think those that kind of tap into that, they're going to succeed, um, and they're going to they're going to thrive. And our data shows it nationally. Our our data at Clemson shows it, and
0: um, you know, proofs in the pudding, I guess. So Columbia University, their center for they have a center for veteran transition and integration. So I want to get back to that engagement piece. How much of your engagement piece, or what what type of things you do, are not the inward towards the military community, but the outward back to the university, uh, the alumni base, um, the Michelin uh, Student Services uh, Career Center, that those type of organizations. Yeah, so
1: we we have the educate. The big thing that we do is we offer green zone training. So that's for staff, faculty, and students on educating and informing them on how to be build a veteran inclusive campus. So it teaches everything from you know what the military is like to the, the strengths and challenges that veterans traditionally face out of the military you know we get into the weeds of you know here are some things that some ways to communicate with veterans that you know may avoid some potentially triggering or insulting language here's some things that avoid asking because or saying because it could be you know unintentionally insulting um, or triggering you know and and we talk about resources we talk about resources on campus and the community for our veterans it, one of the best things that i've heard as we've had veteran uh civilians go through this this training is they said this hasn't only helped me at clemson this has helped me have a conversation with my korean war father who i know he's been to war i know he's in the military but i've never been able to have a conversation because of the training i feel like i have some competency to go to him and say hey dad let's have a conversation and he's really appreciate that and it's opened those doors that's that's the magic so we do those, we're educating, um, we're empowering. So we partner with our Michelin Career Center. They have great resources there. I always say we're not trying to reinvent anything. We have one of the number one, we have the number one veteran uh, Career Center in the country at a college campus. We don't need to, you know, rebuild a Career Center, but we can partner with them. So we we do resume writing workshops for our vets. We do networking events where we will invite employers to campus to network with our veterans and other underrepresented student populations. Um, we we work with them on, um, you know, just any kind of workshops for our vets. We actually have a series called Vets, Veteran Employment Transition Success or Support. So the vets workshops so that we can help those veterans as they're working through that transition. Um, you know, we we, I'll, I say all the time, everything that we do is a collaboration because again, I'm a one-staff office. I have a grad assistant. I have student workers, there's no way that we have the bandwidth and the resources to do everything ourselves. So we collaborate with on and off campus resources. Everything is team based. We couldn't do anything on our own. And that's where the strength in our organization really lies is just collaborating with people that are succeeding and
0: making it relevant for our veterans and accessible for them as well. So as we get ready to close here, Brennan, I want to thank you for your time. Uh, Let's let our listeners know where can they go to learn about what Clemson does with the uh, military and veteran engagement, their student veteran association. What are, what are, what are the links? Where's the, the best one source guide to kind of kind of lear, learn the lessons that Clemson has uh, put to practice? So I'll, I'll go ahead and start by saying, um, I'm an open book. Um, I will be
1: completely transparent in what's worked and what hasn't. And if there's something that can help you, I will be fully willing to share it. Um, and I think, and that's one of the things that I'm really proud of, of working with other colleges and university staff all across the nation is in this veteran space, at least. I found a lot of that, you know, that, teams, that team mindset and, and that willingness to share. So I'll, I'll go ahead and share my email is bjbeck at clemson.edu. Feel free to reach out to me. Let's have a conversation. And if you're in the upstate, come on by. I'll buy you a cup of coffee. I love the network. Um, you can also find our website at slash veterans. And uh, there's a ton of information on there. And we're also on Facebook and on um, Instagram you can find us at Military and Veteran Engagement. And we post regularly um, a lot of campus resources, but other resources that are happening nationally and across the state of South Carolina too.
0: Brennan, I wanna thank you for coming on today for a More Elite Podcast. I think it's a fantastic overview. We'll make sure that we push this out far and wide and we wish you the best of luck in the upcoming school year in August. Hey, thank you, Tony. I really enjoyed it. All right, take care. Once again, Morley Pod- Podcast is brought to you by three of our title sponsors, the Texas Silver Rush, Three Rangers Brewing Company, and Veteran Investment Planning. We want to thank Brennan once again for the work that he's doing at Clemson University to bridge the gap between the civilian transition for our service members so they thrive as members of our society after their service. We hope you enjoyed a Morley Podcast with Tony Maine and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at tonymain.podbean.com. Till the next time, be a community builder for America.